Hi, welcome to Kids First, a podcast created by Kids for Kids. I'm Evie. Hi, I'm Anais. And I'm Lily. And each month we talk to people about their jobs. This month we're talking to Christy. She's a scientific researcher. Researchers make and question information from investigations, experiments and trials. She is also in the national manager of PC4, a trials group that helps researchers get funding for cancer research. Fact. The word research comes from Middle French and means to seek or to find out. Galileo was called the father of modern science and one of the things he was famous for was finding out that Jupiter had moved. In his book, he wrote that he saw three little stars, small but yet very bright. They are known as the Galilean moons, and they were the first objects found to orbit a planet other than the Earth. Imagine having some moons named after you. We acknowledge that we are on the lands of the Wurundjeri people who have been custodians of this land for thousands of years. This was recorded online, so there may be some audio issues. Welcome, Christy. What does a researcher do? Oh, uh, thank you, Inez. I'm very excited to be here. So researchers are scientists. Uh, it's their job to think about questions that we want to know the answers to, and they have to design and run experiments to help us find the answer. So talking about Galileo, he has a very famous experiment So he wanted to run an experiment because he had an idea about the effect that gravity has on objects that fall. So he designed an experiment to try and answer this question. And what he did was he got objects that have different masses and he climbed up to the top of the Leaning Tower of Pisa in Italy and then he dropped those different objects to see how fast they fell. Admittedly, some scientists don't think that maybe this experiment happened. But it just shows you that what we really do is think about important questions and think of how we can answer them. And it can be in any field. So physics, medicine, chemistry. Why did you become a researcher? I went to university to study a course called laboratory medicine. So my job was, if you've ever been sick and had a blood test, I'm the person that uh, tests that sample to work out what's wrong with you. And When I was working in the lab, I found that I was always asking myself questions or I always had ideas of how I could make the lab work better or faster. And I realised that um, what I really like doing is is problem solving. And so I realised I probably wanted to become a scientist and, and go away and become a researcher so that I could problem solve every day just for fun. What area do you research? Well, I work for an organisation that's called PC4 and the research that we do is all about the role that your GP, you know, the family doctor that you go to when you're sick, the role that they have in cancer. So uh, GPs are very important to help diagnose cancer early and they're also important when people have cancer and they're sick, they help look after them. So the research that we do is really all about how GPs and nurses that work in practices help people with cancer. Where do you get ideas on what to research? Well, don't laugh at me, but most of my ideas come when I'm asleep. And when I wake up in the morning, I've I've thought of something that I really want to do at work. I think my brain is always working even when I'm not awake. And so uh, when I go to bed at night, I think about what I'm doing at work and the, the problems that I have. And when I wake up, sometimes I come up with the solution. 
How do you know what questions to ask? You're asking such hard questions. Oh, I think that as a researcher, you learn a lot from the people that taught you. So uh, when I went to university and I studied my PhD, my supervisor, um, you know, she was a researcher with many years of experience and it was through her experience that she taught me the proper way to think about the problem that I'm working on and what questions to ask. And then when I finished my PhD and I moved into a, a group full of researchers, I learned from them uh, every day. I always ask them what they think about the research question I'm working on and they give me their advice and tips and maybe different ways to think about the question I want to work on. And so using everybody's experience together really helps me as a researcher make sure that I know I'm asking the right question and that I'm going to get the answer that I want at the end as well. The researchers need to have a very good memory. They definitely should and most of them definitely do. I definitely don't. I have a terrible memory. But the people that I work with have amazing memories. So being researchers, you know, working in science, science is so big. There's so much that we can learn and are doing it. And as researchers, we only know a lot about a tiny little piece of it. So a big part of our job is always learning and kind of putting into our memory everything that we learn. And we often spend a lot of time reading articles from other scientists and what we learn from that we put into our little mental library about the area that we work in, just that little area that we work in personally. Our memories are really important along with the understanding that we have. It helps us know the right questions to us. So going back to your other, your other question, that uh, our memory is really important in helping us ask the right questions and design the best experiments to answer them. What is the most interesting fact you have ever found? Don't be disappointed, but I think the most interesting fact I ever found was that there isn't such a thing as a fact. I actually learnt this by watching the TV show QI, if any of you ever watch QI, and they talk about how facts that they presented in older shows aren't correct anymore because researchers have continued researching that area, learnt more about it and have adjusted that information to be more correct now that we know more about it. So I was thinking um, what a, what's something that isn't a fact anymore. And when I went to university, I learned about DNA and I learned about genetics. And I was taught that there was a part of our DNA that didn't really do anything. It was almost like the spaces between the words. It just kind of was there to um, fill out the DNA. But now many years later, working in the lab where I work, we actually now know that that part of your DNA is really important and it plays an important role in regulating how your kids work and it's important in making sure that they work correctly. But it just took us many years of research to get there and to understand that better. So what was once a fact is now no longer a fact and it's different. What's inside the eyeballs you used to chop up? Evie, how did you know I used to chop up eyeballs? How did you know? <laughs> so when I talked earlier about testing your blood, the other part of my job was testing tissues in your body like the eye or your skin or your stomach and we used to have to cut them up. 
so that the doctor could work out what was wrong with them. So the eye is pretty much just filled up with fluid. It's called vitreous fluid, and it's actually very hard to, to cut up because it's a liquid. But the main parts of your eye are the, the pupil and the iris and the cornea, which are at the front, which help you see everything. And then at the back of the eye, you have a lot of little blood vessels and a nerve, an optic nerve, and that is what sends the messages to and from the brain about what you're seeing. So when I used to have to pop up eyeballs, I used to have to make sure that I got all of those parts so that a doctor could look at them and make sure that they could see the whole picture to work out what was wrong with that person. What's the weirdest thing you've researched? So I used to research elephant sharks. So they're a very ancient species of shark and we research them in Australia because they spend uh, part of their time every year in Port Phillip Bay. They don't go anywhere else. They're just there. So we have the opportunity to research them. And they're a species of shark that have existed for nearly 400 million years. And one thing that's about them, and I suppose weird, is that they have all the genes that we have to make our skeletons that are made of bone. So they... um could have a bony skeleton, but for some reason these genes don't work and they have a skeleton that's made out of cartilage instead. So my research was looking at why that might be. So why would you have all of these genes to make bone but don't make it? And so is there a reason maybe that having a skeleton made of cartilage is better for them? Has it helped them survive better over this 400 million years? How did you become a researcher? Uh, when I finished high school, I went to university and I did my first uh, degree, which I talked about was in laboratory medicine, so pathology testing. And then when I decided I wanted to become a researcher, I went back to university and I did an honours year, which is a one-year research project. And then after I finished that, I decided that I really liked being a researcher and I wanted to do it as a career. So I did a, a degree that's called a PhD. It's a Doctor of Philosophy and it usually takes another three or four years to complete. Mine took many, many more years than that. I took a long time to finish my PhD. But what my project was about, so it's usually a, just one big research project that takes that three or four years. And so mine was looking at breast cancer in dogs. So I wanted to show that we can learn a lot about breast cancer in women from studying dogs that have breast cancer as well. And that by doing this type of research where we're thinking about humans and dogs, the results of my research are able to help both women and dogs. So it's research that has kind of double benefits. You were the host of an Australian Podcast Awards finalist, Research Roundup. What's the best thing about being a host of a podcast? Well, after being the interviewee in a podcast, Evie, today, I think the best thing is being the host, being able to ask the questions and not have to answer them. The podcast that I host is Research Roundup. It's um, a podcast where we talk to other researchers about their research and we ask them why their research is important and what does it mean to GPs or nurses, how can they learn from that research and take it into the work they do every day. And so I think that's what I like most about it is that I can read somebody's research and think about what I'm really interested in when reading it 
and I get the opportunity then to ask them the questions that I want answered, what's most interesting to me. <laughs> I think that sounds a little bit selfish, but I really enjoy that. You know, it's the opportunity to ask somebody there that I might not normally get to meet the questions that I'm really interested in. You love collecting old board games and playing with them. What's the best board game you've ever played? I love this game called uh, Magic Robot. So I like collecting old board games because they're kind of like a time capsule into history. And I love looking at the artwork and their design. And even though I'm a researcher and I think with a scientific brain, I still really love the arts and creative things and, and artwork and design. And Magic Robot was made in the 1950s when, you know, the world was really obsessed with space and the space race. And so the design of it is really uh, beautiful. And also it's great because you have this magic robot and he tells the future for you. So you have these answer sheets and you put him on it and you find the question that you want the answer to and when you spin him around, he will land on the right answer. And I just think it's really cool and I don't know how he does it. But I think the game I really like playing the most is a game called Pandemic Legacy. So it's a new game and I really like it because it's a team board game. So you play together to win and in the game you're kind of racing around the world to try, and, uh, to try and save countries from a disease and help rebuild them. So during this time of COVID, it's almost exactly the same. And I love it because you're working with your friends and you're trying to beat them. I like that we all work together as a team to win. What did you want to do when you were our age? I think I might have been a little bit older than seven, but I remember when I was in primary school, and probably the start of high school, the thing I wanted to do most was be an environmental lawyer, which I know is probably not what a lot of kids in primary school think about. But when I was little, my uncle, he's a lawyer. And so that was a job I always thought was really cool because I thought he was amazing. And I really loved um, the environment. And I always thought even as a girl, it was important to protect it and looked after it. So I thought that an environmental lawyer really brought those two things together. I could be a lawyer like my uncle and I could also look after uh, the environment that I lived in and looked after all the animals and, you know, places that I loved. Thank you. Thank you so much, girls. This was so much fun. I think it made me think about a lot of things about what I do that maybe I don't think about often. So it was good. Thanks for listening to Kids First. Tell your friends all about it. You can contact us at kidsfirst.com.au or via Twitter at kids underscore verse.